Good evening. Today is Wednesday, January 17th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is seven, uh, eight, eight. And our speaker tonight is Irini. Thank you, Irini. Oh, hey, everyone. Um, my name is Irini. It's good to be here. Um, when I was booked for this, I was told I was speaking on step seven, but that's not true. Step seven. Oh, it is seven. I'm so sorry. It is. Seven. Okay. I could have pivoted, but that's even better. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know how you all do night meetings. I'm an early bird and the day is definitely stretching, but I'm happy to be here. Um, and I love that there's a podcast so I can listen on my own time. So welcome to anyone that's listening later. Uh, my name is Irini N. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in New York City. And I'm very happy to be here with you. Um, I wanted to thank Ian for the invitation to speak on step seven. Um, I happen to think this step is the most substantial, yet the least described in the big book. So thanks for that uh, <laughs> gift, Ian. <laughs> All right. So... Let me just take a, a, a moment. Um, I wasn't gonna share this, but now I will. Uh, before I came into this meeting, my cat <laughs> just came back from the vet with anesthesia and was kind of like falling over. And then um, my uh, my sink um, overflowed. So it's been, <laughs> it's been quite a moment turning it all over. Um, and I just want to pause to ask um, my higher power to come in and um, help me carry a clear and um, a clear message of, of hope for anyone that needs it tonight. So since I was invited to speak on this step, I've been reflecting on my uh, step seven um, experiences and my first thought was, I want to scour everything ever said or written about this step so that I can be uh, clear and smart and all of that good stuff. Um, and then I quickly realized that there are a lot of actually different approaches to step seven. So now I am left with no option but to speak about my own experience, which is probably the best. So there's the school of thought that you work um, steps four, five, six, seven, all at once, one after the other. And then the way we launch into step four, we also launch into step eight. But then there's my experience, which was a little different than that, which is that I took a reflective period after um, handing over my fourth step inventory to my sponsor. And I looked for trends, I looked for the things that are blocking me, and I was asked to look for the positive opposite of the traits that I exhibited in step four. Um, what I've learned over and over in recovery is the only way to not uh, work the steps right is to not work them. So just follow your um, sponsor's guidance and you will be a-okay. So um, for the purpose of the talk today, I, I'll just say I'm gonna use the word higher power and um, God interchangeably. Um, 
And again, I'll, I'll just, um, I'll just recount my own experience. So for some background, um, I joined OA in 2019 and I worked with a sponsor to identify the foods that gave me an abnormal reaction. And that brought me to step one, uh, that I'm powerless and my life has become unmanageable. I'm powerless over food, right? Number two, I invite my higher power into my day to guide, support, and direct my thinking. Step three, I made a decision to turn my life and my will, or said differently, my thoughts and my actions, over to my higher power so that the highest good can prevail. Um, step three is a step I think about often. I first think about it when I first wake up. I also think about it all throughout the day. Step four, I identify fears, resentments, and harms. These are the things that block me from experiencing my higher powers, love, and direction. Step five, I admit to God, to myself, and to another person the exact nature of my wrongs. Step six, I'm entirely ready to have God remove my character defenses. Uh, the first time I heard character defenses rather than character defects. I was like, hmm, there's something good there. Um, these are the ways that I've learned to protect myself. Um, and these things that were once useful are now blocking me. So these are good things to know. If they're working, they're not blocking, right? What are the things that are blocking me? Step seven, humbly ask God to remove my shortcomings. So once I've identified the block, it's not enough to know them. I have to be willing to let go of the thing that has served me, but is no longer serving me. And I don't always know what those things are that block me. I also don't always know what I'm, uh, that, that what I'm hoping I'll get in return will happen. But hopefully by step seven, I have a little bit of experience that every time I release, I get something better in return. Um, that was the case for me with my food. Um, and I learned that over and over again. I give, so to speak, not to get, but that is a result of giving. Um, it's kind of the spiritual math of this program that doesn't make any sense in my uh, brain, but works. So I'll focus on steps four to seven so that I can um, talk through the transformation that comes uh, in step seven. So I've worked a, a few full inventories of the steps. And, um, you know, again, there are people that say step seven requires no action on my part. Again, that hasn't been my experience. Um, my sponsors have had me reflect on step four, on the step four and five process to understand the type of defenses that I've been using. These are the ways of thinking, my beliefs, my actions that have hurt myself and hurt others. And that's what prepares me to make corrections and to live in alignment with my values. Um, I am asked in this step to act as if those, um, those things that are blocking me have already been removed and I, I can now live and be my highest self possible. 
So the last time I worked a full inventory of the steps, I identified a few recurring blocks and I'll just read them off to you. So the first one was a fear of not belonging. So things under here are being judged, rejected, being unloved, being abandoned, being unwanted, not considered or cared for. Um, and this could be individually, socially, on and on and on. I had a fear of being harmed. So some things under here were I would face challenges, I would become sick, I would harm myself or others that my kindness would be exploited by others and I have to keep my guard up, um, that I have needs that will be unmet by others' action or inaction. Then I had a fear of uncertainty, of not being able to predict the future, of losing control, of not having predictability. And then the last big theme was a fear of declining health. So feeling weak, being in pain, Again, inability to predict if I needed recovery time, how long that would take, um, needing to trust others for my care, asking for help. I mean, generally feeling human, right? <laughs> I just had an unrealistic expectation that I should be immune from having any of the problems other humans have, that I should be superhuman. And um if you were listening, you may have noticed a theme around fear. <laughs> it has come up every time I've done a fourth step inventory. Um, when I don't keep that fear within my awareness in my daily 10 step, 11 step, 12 step practice, um, I'm constantly walking around in fear, in preoccupation, and in what my former sponsor used to call uh, living in the wreckage of the future. Mm. So then we, I have to ask myself the question, what would God have me be? Not what will I do, but what will God have me be? And it's a very different question. And when I pause and I listen, I'm looking for a feeling, a value, a vision, a new thought, a new belief. So in preparation for step six and seven, my sponsor had me pull a list of the defects of character, the old behaviors that I would like to shift, and then what those the opposites of those things are. So the first time I ever worked in inventory, I selected uh, the top 20 and I reflected on the positive opposite. So for example, when I'm impatient, the opposite value is patience. When I am verbose, the opposite is being succinct and clear. When I am critical and judgmental, the opposite is to be tolerant and non-judgmental. When I'm controlling, the opposite is to be trusting and to release and especially to release outcome. So I reflected on the opposite and I this took about a week. I didn't spend a ton of time on this, but having taken that time did prepare me to be willing to make corrections. And there's a shift that happened in that week. And I was, I was asking, you know, 
honestly, like, can I live with these things being removed? Can I live in this into this new value? Am I now ready to live within this new virtue? Um, and I kept a list of the new virtues I wanted to live into. And I was asked to bring these um, new virtues into a reflective period for the next 30 days while I worked the rest of my steps. Um, I put this list in the notes app on my phone. I listened, I, I, um, I looked at it daily. And this was an opportunity to keep front of mind um, the ways that I can continue to live into, um, into the new values and remain aligned. So when I was ready, when I said, okay, I can admit these are no longer serving me, then I was ready to take step seven and to say the seven step prayer, which reads, my creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character, which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. And I also learned another version of this, what I call the release prayer. I release blank, and this is the old pattern or belief, and I give it to you. I have faith that your grace and love is with me now. I believe that you have received it and can replace it with blank. That's my new value or behavior. And bring me to my truest, best, and most healed self in line with who I was meant to be. God, I align with your will for me. I release my old belief and let it go so I may be free. So only after I identified my new virtues and the positive opposites of my blocks, which a lot of times is just fear, only then can I shift my gaze to others and can I begin to live into the new virtues, which is my commitment, right? That's the commitment that I'm making moving forward. But as, and, and I try to live into those virtues. And of course I fail often and I have to recognize that and do this <laughs> all over again. <laughs> um, but this is also what, allows me to avoid causing harm moving forward. Um, the, I also learned a pre-accept prayer and I'll read it for those of you that haven't heard it. God, please remove my fears and show me your truth. Show me all the harms I have caused with my behaviors and help me be willing to make amends to one and all. Help me be willing to go to any length. And that is from page 76 in the big book. Um, can I quickly have a time check? I just wanna know how, how much time I have. Uh, you have about five and a half minutes. Awesome, okay, great. So I'm gonna throw something in the chat. Um, there are two resources I wanted to share. Um, one is the body image workshop, which you can find in your podcast feed by searching 2022 Body Image Workshop by the LA Intergroup of OA. It's a special edition. And the other one is a worksheet, which you can look in your podcast feed, and it's called 
12 stepping a problem, the number 12 dash stepping a problem. Um, you know, I, I recently did some writing after I received a new medical diagnosis and I had a lot of fear. I actually went into relapse on this one, <laughs> that much fear uh, because of declining health. And I wanna share some of the writing that I did on step six and seven. So humility is the desire to do God's will, seeing the good and the bad as it is and coming into reality. I identify the things I am able to change when I've outgrown their usefulness and I come into balance and in a realistic view. So step six. The benefits of having these defects is that I am forced to slow down, to do things differently, to learn new skills and not seek my value from doing for others, but to really pay attention and integrate with my body, to become one with it, to feel angry when I'm angry, to feel sadness and grief when I'm grieving, to feel joy when I'm happy, to not overcommit in a way where I meet others' needs while neglecting my own. I am reminded that I am a human being, not a human doing. I need to come together as one with my body and my higher power to create a true trinity in healing and wholeness. I cannot simply intellectualize and live in my head while neglecting my body. I choose to be guided by my heart and by love. Step seven, on the idea of living within a ticking time bomb. That's how I would describe my body when I first received my diagnosis. Today, I acknowledge that I am human. I have a body which never leaves me. It is not a prison. It is a vehicle for my spirit, which allows me to serve those in my life. It has given me my children. It allows me to be safe and tells me I am not alone. I have learned recently that rest is an action, not a result of laziness or avoidance, as I was told in childhood. I can choose to pace myself better and not overpack my day with activity. I leave space for pivoting to God's will, not simply my own. I am fully human and cannot simply ignore my body and its needs if I am to be fully embodied and an integrated whole. I honor that my body tells the truth even when my mind does not. It will stop me in my tracks when I'm not paying attention. While I had learned to ignore it, to silence it in the past, this has caused it harm. I have taken it for granted. But today I choose this reframe. My body is not causing me pain. I am causing it pain. Only when I stop long enough to pay attention can this change without overextending or underfunctioning at work, at home, in recovery with loved Two ones. Two-minute warning. Thank you. So that I may come back into balance. So I think I will, um, I'll give the two minutes back to the group. I am really looking forward to hearing your shares. Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone for doing service and keeping this meeting, um, this meeting here. I'll pass. Thank you so much. Okay.
We will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares, as this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. I will call the raised hands in order and the Zoom host will ask you to unmute when it's your turn. With the timekeeper, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speaker has asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay, and let me just see. It uh, looks like Leslie G, you're up. Well, yay, okay. Um, good evening, family. Um, Leslie G, gratefully recovering today by the good grace of God. Irene, I thought you were absolutely wonderful, hon. Um, I was like, oh my God, listen to this woman. I'm like, I got to call her. <laughs> I'm like, you just, wow. Um, I don't ha have any questions. What I would love is you gave us uh, an additional um, prayer I don't know if it was the fear prayer or to um, the step seven prayer. Oh, was it the pre-eighth step prayer that you're putting in right now? It was like phenomenal. Was that it? No, that wasn't it. Was oh, the it was the release prayer. Okay, never mind. It's here. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Next is Mary S. You're up. Hi, everybody. It's Mary, compulsive overeater. Nice to be here. Irene, thank you so much. I, you really touched my heart very deeply. I live with a medical condition too, and sometimes I am in pain, and sometimes I need to rest, and that's okay. Today, that's okay. I don't always have to be a human doing. I can be a human being. I love these steps. I love all the steps, but there's something very precious about six and seven to me because it, after the fourth and fifth, I feel that it really helped propel my psychic change in who I am as a person, that I don't have to be the caretaker and the fixer and the people pleaser that I always was in my life. You know, I always took care of others and I learned to have a healthy boundary. And like you, my sponsor gave me a list of, she gave me like 150 defects of character. And I was to highlight the ones that I identified with, with the opposites. You know, if I was uppity, the opposite would be humility. And what she said to me, and it really came true is, don't be surprised. God puts you in a position to practice the opposite behavior. And that really happened that particular week. It, you know, I was with the receptionist. She was being very ornery. And I did not be my usual bitchy self. Honestly, that's what I would have done. Let me talk to your manager. Instead, I just accepted what was going on and I behaved differently. So these particular, and it even says in our prayer, the seven-step prayer, 
to remove those defects that stand in my usefulness to you, God. So that doesn't mean we're washed lily white and every single defect that we have is removed to me. It means the ones that stand in the way of being useful to others, to my family, to my fellows, to my friends. Those are the ones that I that were removed for me. And when they crop up, which they do, we have a 10th step for that. And that's what I turn to and ask God to remove it, discuss it with another person, make an amends if one is due, and then turn my attention to another person. And you really touched my heart very deeply and I wish you the best. And thank you for sharing with us tonight. Thank you. Next is Jim H. Hi everyone, I'm Jim. I'm compulsive uh, over and under eater and recovery. Really grateful to be here. Thank you for the share, Irene. Um, really, what you said about being that superhuman idea, human doing, um, also what you said about the wreckage of the future, I just really related to all of that. Um, and yeah, I guess, um, well, it, it was interesting, kind of, honestly, I dozed off a little bit during the meeting, not because I wasn't interested, but because just what you said about, I think my body sending me a message, you know, um, but I wanted to ask in the context of step seven, like I'm even going to say after this meeting, my mind is telling me I have to do five things which include work, which include going to bed at 9.50, and it's not possible. Um, and I'm really, like, scared or having a hard time putting things down. Uh, also, a lot of these things are associated with being of service to others, you know. So I'm guessing I just wanted to ask if you have any experience or insight like, I feel like I'm trying to be superhuman, even though I'm coming from a good place. And and clearly something has to change, you know? So I'm curious if you have any insight on that. Thanks. Yeah, hi, Jim. Um, you, you have me laughing over here. Uh, my uh, sponsor is on the line. Hi. And uh, one of the hardest questions she asks me, because I come in and I'm like, what am I going to do? I can do this or I can do that. But like, how do I do it? Like, what's the timing? Should I wait? Should I, like, what? Cause I want, I'm a doer. And the hardest thing that she says to me, she looks, she looks at me with like very loving eyes. <laughs> and she says, what if you do nothing? And I do not want to hear that Jim. <laughs> Cause I want to fix things. <laughs> um, I have to weigh, the way I weigh and measure my food so that I'm not under eating and overeating, I have to weigh and measure my activity, how I consume media, how I work, how I work program. Do you know that I can compulsively meditate? Who knew? Um, so yeah, you're not alone. <laughs> right here with you. I don't have an answer, Jim. Thank you. Next, Nicole S., you're up. 
Wow, I'm totally blown away, Irini. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I can relate to everything everybody's saying. So it's, you know, this was so powerful. I actually wasn't planning to be here tonight because I was pushing to go somewhere else. <laughs> and I got there. I was two minutes late because I was rushing. I had all these things going on before I got there. And then I, the door was locked. So I was like, oh, I guess I know where I'm going tonight. Um, yeah, I thank you. I wrote so many notes of everything you said. And um, yeah, I can like I felt like what you were reading is stuff that I really needed to hear because I'm living it, like just going through health issues and pushing through life that way. And um, yeah, so I, I hope I, I hope to call you one day if that's okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Johan C. Hi everyone, Joanne C from Montreal, Canada. Uh, thank you, Irini. Oh my gosh, um, it's funny, you know. Is it is it is it God or is it odd? Um, I just came back from the OA, a birthday party, and uh, I was in a workshop two way prayer. And um, you know, we think <clears throat> we get abstinent, and you know, recovery. Yes, this the uh, emotional sobriety, the spiritual growth and sobriety, as well as the physical. But there is damage that has been done to my body. And uh, health issues have come up. And how um, in recovery, I've learned to be gentle with me because God was gentle and is gentle with me every day. And um, in the uh, two-way prayer workshop, I just want to share something because it's it so resonates. We all shared what uh, you know what uh, God inspired us to write. So I'm going to share it with you. The needs of your body surrendered them to me. The healing of your body surrendered to me. The look of your body surrendered to me. You still carry the past defects of your old self on your body. I have healed your actions, and today you live in spiritual principles. It is at my pace, the healing of the physical manifestation of your character defects in your body. I have voiced my, directions, my direction for you through the people that are on your path. Start with movement. My pace, my will, will sustain you, surrender the fear of physical protectiveness of your past trauma to me. I will release it from your body. And it made me think how we need to connect with our bodies. For so many years, I was so disconnected and just, you know, was in the food. And so um, many times I believe that God allows certain things in our lives so that we practice the gifts of the spiritual principles that we we live in our in our recovery. Um, so thank you for sharing um, your experience, hope, and, and uh, strength. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Is there anyone else who would like to share or ask a question? Chanel T. 
Hi, I'm Chanel. I'm a grateful compulsive eater living in recovery by the grace of God today. Irini, wow. Like, seriously, I was going to wait until it was unrecorded because I didn't want to sound tacky, but tell me when you're doing a workshop or a retreat and I'll be there. Okay. Yeah, seriously. And I, I need to save the chat so I can get those prayers because I couldn't write fast enough that <laughs> you had in there and I, I'm not familiar with those prayers. And I think that I take, I mean, I do them every day in my, in just by doing tents and different things, but I haven't really spent a lot of time contemplating six and seven. And uh, it's really nice on this meeting because we do three nights in a row of each one, right? And then we do that in rotation. And so I get to hear different people share and their perspectives. And you just blew me away, especially, I'm going to butcher it, but it was something to the effect of my body is a vessel for my spirit. And that just blew me away because sometimes, especially after the birthday party, and I'm getting all these pictures from people with this person in them, and I'm not seeing what I want to see. I am bashing that vessel. And I don't want to do that. There's a spirit that lives in here. There is a soul that lives in here. And that is a beautiful soul. It wasn't created by me, but I get to be part of it. It is in me and of me. And uh, I'm very touched. Thank you so much. Thank you. Is there someone else who would like to share or ask a question? April W. Hi, April, compulsive overeater. Um, I was trying to get my video on to be one of many and I can't do it. So I'm just going to talk. Sorry. Um, I really appreciate your share, Irene. I'm, I'm afraid I'm saying your name wrong. So, but I will be calling you to get it correct. Um, you've asked me to start my video. Okay. Hi, there we go. You can ask me to do things, then I can do it. Suggestions. Yay. Um, I have been stalking this meeting for probably six months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do like all the podcasts. Like I binge on the podcast, if that's such a thing. Um, and this is my first time trying to share at this meeting. So I just thanks for everyone that does service for this meeting. Um, you guys have saved me when you didn't even know who I was. Um, trying to get through this program and steps with my sponsor, but getting to meetings at the exact right time isn't always possible. And I've been at sporting events surrounded by food and you guys have been in my ears when you didn't even know me and I didn't even know you. So I'm just super grateful for this meeting and hopefully I come out of my shell more. I think my number is on my profile picture. So if anyone wants to call or text me, I'm not available to sponsor, but that would be fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, April. We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Would the Zoom host please stop the recording?